you don't have to figure it out yourself. You don't have to do it yourself. I mean, I think about myself over the years being in sales and that so many times I'm like, I don't like how that guy's doing it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do this better for this client. I'm going to do it myself. And I think back at all that time I spent that really was not valuable time spent. Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now sit back, listen, listen learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. So, hey, welcome back to Accelerated Investor. I am so glad that you're back here to join me again for yet another episode. And uh, I appreciate so much all of you who are sharing this on social media, leaving us ratings and reviews learning about real estate, real estate entrepreneurship, hearing from some of our self-development guests to become a bigger, better version of yourself, whether you're a real estate entrepreneur, broker, lender, mortgage uh, originator, whether you're a multifamily investor, rehab flipper, or whether you're just getting started and you're just interested in learning more about how to create additional cash flow from real estate. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you taking the opportunity to grow in your in your own life and take time out to listen to this, whether you're at the gym, whether you're walking, uh, whether you're in the car, whatever it is, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your commitment to your success. Uh, today, I am interviewing Chris Walsh and Brian Laporte. Uh, to give you a little bit of an idea of their background, they partnered up just about a year ago. Chris spent over 10 years as a pro golfer and helped develop the golf tech uh, systems and the golf tech business in the greater Cleveland operations of which he's a part-time owner and he caught the real estate bug a few years ago, having accumulated 12 units prior to his partnership with Brian. Brian spent 15 years uh, in sales and business development and has a background in commercial construction. Uh, Chris and Brian over the past year or so have become regular repeat basically partners with us. We fund a ton of mm-hmm. their real estate investments, their cash flowing rental properties, their flips, their small balance commercial properties. They're investing throughout Northeast Ohio, which is in my own backyard. And get this, uh, Chris and Brian partnered up just about one year ago. And in the past year, they've accumulated over 70 units across 26 properties in less than 12 months. And that uh, includes single family rentals, duplexes, and some small balance multifamily assets. They expect by the end of 2019, by the end of this year, within about 18 months of kicking off their partnership, uh, they expect to have over $250,000 
in annual cash flow, $700,000 in refinance cash out proceeds, $1.8 million in equity in their deals, and expect to have over $200,000 of annual equity growth in appreciation from their assets, as well as the principal pay down from their mortgages. And they plan to simply continue this pattern of success that they're on scale up and continue to buy larger and larger assets. So Chris and Brian, welcome to Accelerated Investor. What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Thanks for having us, Josh. Thanks a lot for having us on. You bet. You bet. Now, a little bit of additional color. I was actually out in the field with the guys, with Chris and Brian, just last week. Um, I was out looking at some different properties, filming some some Facebook ads for some of our uh, private lending things that we do, and also met the guys and did a case study um, at a property on Lake Avenue. So, um, guys, why don't we just jump in today? Just tell us a little bit more about what your strategy is right now. Are you, again, in, uh, investing for income, investing for flips, wholesaling? People want to know. Uh, I've talked a little bit about it. And how does uh, your business all come together, meaning the money-making strategy? And then also, what role, Brian, do you play? Chris, what role do you play inside the business? So our basic strategy is we, we try to buy off-market deals. We try to buy the worst property in the best neighborhoods. We go in there, we renovate them, we put a great tenant in there, and then uh, we take it to the bank, we refinance it, we take all of our money out. Uh, We usually have a bunch of built-in equity. We try to take some cash out of the deals and then they'll cash flow. Basically, we're we're buying for cash flow right now and we're hoping we're buying in the right areas that potentially will appreciate, but we're not betting on that. It's all kind of a cash flow play. Yeah, there's no speculation. It's not not speculative for the appreciation playing that game. Got it. So buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and then, you know, roll and repeat into, into the next deal. Um, now let me ask you guys about that particular strategy for you, because I know a lot of investors would love to do that. And at the same time, when they're getting going in the business, they're also looking at, well, I can't wait for all this equity I can't eat my equity, right? So how am I paying my, my bills, my business bills? How am I paying my personal expenses? I think everybody would love to do that one strategy and only focus on that. Sure. Matter of fact, for me, if I could go back and look at the 700 properties that I flipped and wholesaled, if I could do it all over again, I would, I would go back and keep them all. But yeah. you know, the business has to eat, your family <laughs> has to eat, you have to eat in the meantime. So how do you balance the need for today's income with your long-term investment strategy? I mean, right now, both of us have other sources of income. So, so that helps. The, the scales are rapidly tipping where our, our real estate business is overtaking those. But I mean, that in our, in our current today situation for just that instantaneous cash flow, that helps. But we're also, I mean, it, it's almost right now, every week we're adding additional cash flow in our, our real estate portfolio. It's literally every week when we look at our, our numbers, our cash flow is going up. Like it just keeps continuing going like this. So in our in our bio, like we just gave you that quick snapshot. When we kind of look ahead at the end of this year, we're looking at going, okay, just we just need to not mess up the next four months. And that cash flow foundation is going to be there <laughs> yeah. to allow us to go elephant hunting the bigger deals, to do the networking that allows us to, to go after and spend that time analyzing in, in, in everything that goes into to, um, trying to attack those larger deals. Got it. Yeah, we're yeah, still I mean, we're still both working uh, other jobs, yeah. and that's kind of 
it's going to be less and less of that and more of the focus on just building the real estate portfolio and continuing to scale. Got it. Yeah, fantastic. So having some of that other source of income yeah. while you're doing this. So w- because you're doing this, you kind of almost have two full-time jobs, right? You got your regular day job and then also this real estate thing, which you built a massive portfolio in a very short amount of time. Um, tell me how you balance it all and tell me a little bit more about your team that helps you pull it all off. The balance is tough when, you, when you're working <laughs> yeah. two full-time jobs. I'm not, I've been scaling back from my, my uh, job, um, but it's been tough. I mean, we you know, you spend almost all your time either working in your normal job and then, and then building the business. So it's been a little bit of a sacrifice, but it's, it's been fun. We've, we've uh, gotten to meet a lot of cool people like yourself and, and we've had a lot of good partners. We just hired a property manager who's, we call her the human leather man. Yeah. She basically does everything. Uh, I don't know how we did it before her. And, and as we go along, we found a really good contractor. We found really good lending partners like yourselves. Uh, and we just kind of continue to put the pieces together and, you know, we're just kind of learning on the fly like everybody else. But uh, the, the further down the road we go, the, the more pieces we're putting together and the, the more streamlined it's getting. I mean, the, the team is like, like you, Chris said, like people being on the, on the team, even if they're not employees, is massively, massively important. I mean, in January, we were sitting there on the contracting, the execution side going, man, that's, that's really holding us back. And we spent a lot of time concentrating it, <clears throat> concentrating on it. And then that's becoming more and more streamlined, even like even the Freeland team. I mean, the number of text messages, if you look back through my phone or I'm texting someone at Freeland at 6.45 a.m. or 7 a.m. is is like the list is long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> so that I mean, that, that's huge for us. You know, I mean, your, your guys were doing you've got one of your, your key guys out having a um, having another kid. But your other people stepped up to bat and were coming through for us that some, some just normal old draw money, but <laughs> things that needed to happen on a few projects yesterday. And it was like, they're keeping us in the loop. They're going, I'm not having to chase everything down. I mean, we're spending time on other stuff, you know? So um, right. that, that team is key. Yeah, it's huge. In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The Flip System is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. You'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash-flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. Let's do a deeper dive on the team then. So help me understand like who on your team is focused on property acquisition and what property acquisition strategies are you using to find your deals? So we kind of joke, I mean, it's kind of him and I right now, I say I'm the CEO and he's the COO. I do a lot of, I find a lot of the deals um, and I find a lot, I try to raise a lot of the money and he obviously is is starting to do more of that. And he's a lot better as far as like the operation side of it. So we actually, it's a pretty good 
it's a pretty good team. I, I'm horrible at what he does. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a good combo. There's definitely, we definitely have separate skill sets. If we were both the same. We'd probably crash and burn already. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I found even my, my own businesses, almost all of my real estate enterprises, I'm kind of on my third partnership my original first partnership, one of us focused on property acquisition and one of us focused on getting properties out the door. We were wholesaling primarily, doing a lot of yeah. short sales and pre-foreclosures. But we eventually found that we both had the same skill set. We built big businesses. We decided to buy each other out because we almost yeah. felt like we had two CEOs and it was tough to operate that way. We were starting to confuse our employees and businesses that got big enough, we, we split them up. My second business, I really focused on raising money, finding deals, and really running and being the face of the company. My brother, Mark, actually ran the back end of the business, focused on primarily rehabs and rehab flips and doing construction. Um, and today, almost all of the things that we do are inside of our Freeland brand. It's me and my business partner, Glenn. And I focus primarily on raising money, building the brand, and marketing and then Glenn focuses again on, on more of the back of the house in the money management, the fund management, uh, looking over our apartment buildings that we own and dealing with back end relationships, making sure basically the machine has all the yeah. the, the, the parts moving. Um, and you've got to have different skill sets, right? So um, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about that and about the team. So specifically, like if you guys are finding deals. Uh, what techniques are you using? And then as soon as you find it and close on it, and a lot of the deals were funding, but when you close on it, then who's on site actually doing the renovations, rehabbing, overseeing the contractors? Mm, that's a good, so, I mean, like I said, back in January, which feels like it was yesterday, um, we were, I mean, we talked about it every day. What, how are we going to do that process? How are we going to, how can we deal with these, these deals in front of us if we can't bring them on and execute them? And, um, what we ended up with, we, we, we have a guy, he's not an employee, but he owned his own company, wasn't, wasn't, I guess, in love with all the stuff involved in running a company, all the boring vanilla stuff, paperwork, whatever, all the organization stuff, but was willing to kind of come on and run all our projects if we have a more active um, hand in it, not just him be a general contractor that every, every once in a while we pay him a big bill and he handles everything else. We, we pay... Um, the labor almost instantaneously on every Friday, we pay, buy all the material direct. So we're buying material much cheaper. We're not getting his markup on him. And he's learning to work with us because we talk to him multiple yeah. times every day. So he's learning our system and what we're doing and what we're looking for. So we say, Hey, we're looking at this property, which is almost daily. We're looking at different things. What do you think? It's decisions are made like over a few text messages. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, he doesn't need a whole lot of boom, boom, boom. What do you think? Hey, yo, you guys didn't think about this. This is a fifteen thousand dollar thing. Oh, okay, good to know. Oh, we thought this might be seventy grand. Kurt, can you stop by, look at it, boom, do your thing? He goes, Oh no, guys, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Here's we come up with numbers fast. So nice. Um, I mean, it, once okay. you start doing it, it seems really vanilla and really kind of normal to talk about those numbers. Don't, I mean, but it allows you to make decisions. Yes. Or even just no, no decisions are good because you decided, Nope, that's a no move on with your life. Um, but we make them real fast and having, having him manage projects, knock it out know what we want allows us to spend our time on stuff that helps us grow the business. 
It's huge. I mean, the the operators that I know that we fund a lot of deals with or we partner with the apartment buildings that we own, it all requires that one guy or that one girl who's truly the boots on the ground operator who's actually on site buying material, organizing the laborers, organizing the subcontractors and making sure that every single day there's progress made, whether it's stabilizing and flipping a property, yeah. whether it's stabilizing and renting a single family, whether it's a lease turnover, uh, when a lease comes up and you know freshening up the paint and LVP flooring, you've got to have that one person that's on site. Otherwise, because raising money and fi- finding deals is totally scalable, right? Yeah. You could raise an unlimited amount of money, you could buy an unlimited amount of properties, but if you can't stabilize them on the back end successfully, you're going to have a whole lot of non-performing assets, right? No, so, worse. so yeah, that's the worst. So big, big, big deal there. So once you once you have a property that's stabilized, then so tell me about your your basically lease management, your lease ups. Do you have a leasing agent? How do you guys advertise and fill up your rentals? So we we did have a leasing agent. Actually, we're in the in the hunt for a new one. If you know anyone good, um, we just kind of use Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, Zillow, Trulia, Craigslist, all that stuff. We've actually, in the last month, kind of pivoted a little bit because we have some unique properties where we actually start to, uh, we'll, we'll do some Airbnbs. And we found that the gross rents on the Airbnbs in the right area can be significantly higher than the long-term stuff. So we're, we're doing a little bit more of that. And um, it actually seems like it's a lot simpler to lease some of these Airbnbs out than it is the long-term places. So um We've kind of gone through a couple of different leasing agents. I've done some of that and I, I want nothing to do with it. So we're, we're always looking to hire good people. So I think that's kind of the, as we're scaling, we, we have to find good people and continue to add a team member. So that's kind of been a challenge for us lately. It's but, probably our next, next big concentration is the leasing agent thing. Although our, our property manager who, who's brought on, who can literally, she's managed large, large um, complexes you know, multi hundreds of units, things, just in serious experience yeah. in that. We're, we're probably going to shift her into some of that role here um, shortly, but Chris doesn't bring a good point. I mean, we, we've been debating, do we take a percentage of our portfolio and really it's a case by case and, and try out some of this Airbnb stuff because it, it kind of stepped us into this new world um, that, that's pretty interesting. I mean, the income from it looks good. We're getting a lot of inquiries and, and some things people looking for this like intermediate three and four month rentals instead of signing the traditional one year lease. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a different way to, to take a good asset and make it be income producing. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of something we've, we've kind of systematized that pretty quick. And I think we'd be silly not to just at least do small bites of that continuously if it's the right, it's the right play. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, even if 85, 90% of your portfolio is long-term rentals and you start yeah. out with five, 10, 15% of it and see how yeah. it goes. And then, you know, if, if it's continuing to work, then grow that piece. So guys, what do you think is the number one sort of principle or philosophy or strategy that you guys are operating on today that's made you successful. You guys really only been doing this for a year. A lot of people would be like, wow, you know, look at all the units they own, 26 properties, multiple units. Um, it's a lot in, in a short amount of time. And to be doing it to build long-term sort of cash flow and legacy wealth, I think is really the number one reason why people get into real estate, right? It's equity creation, it's cash flow creation, it's reduction of taxes. Um, but what, what 
principle, philosophy, strategy? What, what do you guys, what's the one thing that you think that you've done over the past 12 months? If you could pinpoint one thing that's allowed you to be successful, what do you think that one thing is that really stands out? Um, I would say for me, and, and Brian might have a different answer, is we, we've gotten really good coaching. So a friend of ours, Steve Morris, who owns six or 700 units, has a coaching group. We've gotten into that, and then we've plugged in some masterminds. Tim Brouts, who's a friend and business partner of yours, just started plugging into some of his masterminds and just getting around people that are thinking bigger, that have already done things that we're struggling through. And it seems like it, we go to these masterminds and it's like, oh, yeah, I've done this, do this, go here, do this, read this book, talk to this person. And you can just get past these roadblocks much faster instead of trying to figure it all out on your own. Someone's already dealt with the problem that we're struggling with. So why not just go to them and say, what do I do? And obviously, you know, I think you got to pay for these things. You got to pay for good coaching, but the best in anything, have good coaches. I don't care if it's sports, if it's business, if it's whatever. I think just getting around the right people and surrounding yourself. I always try to be the dumbest, poorest person in the room. And right. uh, in that room, I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. There you go. Nice. I like that. I mean, I, I would agree with that like 110%. I mean, the, our, our normal business strategy is actually super vanilla right now. It's, we succeed at this, let's do it again. Do it again, wash, rinse, repeat. But Chris kind of hit on it within that, the, the you don't have to figure it out yourself. You don't have to do it yourself. I, mean, I think about myself over the years being in sales and that so many times I'm like, I don't like how that guy's doing it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do this better for this client. I'm going to do it myself. And I think back at all that time I spent that really was not valuable time spent. And probably our core thing is like, you know what? Somebody's figured this out. I don't care if it's somebody we don't know on some internet forum, somebody like you guys. I mean, you just, um, you, you just hit your network of people. And like you said, a lot of times we're not the smartest guys in the room, which means your network is probably going to give you some really good insight. I mean, we yeah, do that. Right literally weekly trying to get insight and advice from people who have done it before people that are bigger. And then the, um, the, the coaching thing is, is, a I mean, that's easily the, the big strategy. I mean, you, like you said, you go to the masterminds and you're sitting next to people and the stuff that used to keep you up at night, if you, you almost look back and laugh and go, I was worried about those little, th those little things. You one conversation, boom, that's figured out. And I should be thinking like, like this yeah, is think bigger. Yeah. Nice. That's fantastic. So guys, let's pivot to your past. We've talked a little bit about where you're at today, a little bit about your you know, strategy and what's important to you guys and growing your business. But where were you guys at when you started your real estate business? What did what, what helped you catch the bug? Was it something in your you know regular life that you were thinking like, you know, I've just got to do something bigger. My regular job's not enough. Or was it the pursuit of income, the pursuit of equity? Or were you kind of running from the pain of something else. And the reason why I ask is, you know, when I was getting started in real estate, it was kind of a little bit of both. I was a financial advisor. I was advising people on all of their different uh, income and their different financial plans, retirement plans. And I noticed that my biggest clients didn't just have their money in the stock market. They owned real estate. And at the same time, I also hated my job. I was working tons of nights. I was working tons of weekends. I was getting porched uh, on a regular basis and porched in the financial planning world is when you drive out to somebody's house that's 45 minutes away at eight o'clock on a Thursday night, you ring the doorbell, you're on the porch and nobody answers the door. <laughs> Ouch. So uh, I was sick and tired of getting porched um, and, you know, just driving out in the middle late at night to have an evening meeting with a client and them just not showing up. 
And uh, so I was, I was really starting to resent the job and I had to find something else. And of course, real estate had all this upside as well. So what about for you guys? What, what, what pleasure were you pursuing? What did you view real estate to be as far as the upside? And was there anything that you were running away from? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, for, for myself, so I'm, I'm 41. I mean, it goes back to just out of college. Um, my wife was in grad school and found an apartment and it was out of 50 or 60 unit building. And the guy was able to give her an apartment for free. If she managed and paid all her expenses, if she managed the place, and I remember talking to the guy and thinking, you know, 23 years old, it was, it was really tough to, to comprehend it all, but he owned a building next door and he owned that building. And he always seemed like every time I saw him, he's in shorts and flip flops and he's taking his boat out and he's this and that. And so super ignorant, but you started trying, I remember doing spreadsheets back then, me and my buddy trying to figure out his business and go through like the model of, of how do you even do this thing? And then, you know, you fast forward a little bit. So it was always kind of in the back of my mind, like, that's crazy. That's all, that's an awesome business. And, um, life happens. You have three kids, get married, go through all that, doing all that. 2008 happens. It's like the world's going to fall apart and just continuously, <laughs> you know, reading things. You, you meet successful people, like you said, and Oh, it turns out they own X million dollars of, of real estate. Um, and as that goes on, you, as it got more recent years here, you know, you talked about, Oh, in one year's time, we did all this. Well, previous to that one year is a lot of time talking to people, a lot of time reading, trying to understand how do you make that leapfrog? It's easy to buy two or three properties. Anybody can kind of save up a little cash and go do that, but how do you leapfrog it into a business? So that, that amount of time doing it. And then once, once we partnered up and um, it was just hit the gas pedal and, and go, I mean, you, you, you put all that practice, all that, all that learning and, and reading and every networking, that kind of stuff into practice and you just keep hammering it then. So, um, Kind of a little bit of a roller coaster, but now that we're on it, it's it's full go. Nice, yeah. nice. I would say for me, uh, it's a little bit. I played golf for a living, and I was around a lot of very successful people that didn't trade their time for money, and that always intrigued me. And then uh, both my parents died pretty young, and it's like I, I want to live a big life. You know, you don't know how long you're on this planet for, so it's like I want to experience the best this life has to offer. I want to go travel. I want to be able to go spend time with family, spend time with friends and not be, feel like I'm tied down to this job where you get, you get two weeks of vacation. And I mean, that doesn't seem like a life to me, right? Where right. you talk to people that have been working for the same company for 30 years and have taken, I got three weeks of vacation this year. That That's just not how I, when I'm 80 years old, hopefully, and I'm on my deathbed, that's not how I want to tell my story. I want to live this big, amazing life and, uh, you know, get the most out of it while I'm here. Fantastic, guys. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. What about, what about the future, right? You've been at this for a little over 12 months, uh, 70 units, 26 buildings, 
Tell us where do you, where do you see your life and your real estate investing? You know, three, five, ten years from now. So we're we're just going to take the same strategy and start to do it on on bigger buildings. So we you know we start out single family fourplex. Uh, we've got a ten unit uh, ten unit building under contract, doing the same model. Uh, we actually just got a, a text last night. Guy's got a hundred twenty eight unit building. He wants us to look at on Friday, and uh, just kind of that same model. We buy it undervalued, go in renovate it, uh, put great tenants in there, refinance it, and just keep scaling up. Um, I mean, it's become a little magnetic because we've, we've yeah. proven ourselves within a certain network that, like you said, we were, we were together last night and Chris got the text about this, this apartment building. As I'm sure you well know, opportunities start coming at, at, at us without even reaching out and trying to, trying to grab them. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, the, the opportunities are there to scale up. It's, it's going to just be up to us to continue to do it. We're at the Indians game last night watching, uh, watching batting practice on the field with one of our coaches and business partners. And we got a text, Hey, want to come look at 128 <laughs> the We were actually yeah. standing on the field right next to the home plate. So things are just starting to, you know, as we're getting better at, uh, we close on all our deals and we're, we're reliable and we do what we say we do. People want us to, you know, pe- more people want to partner up with us, which has been a pretty fortunate and we have more opportunities. We're just going to continue to take them and grow. And I don't see an end in sight. Like, you know, we, yeah. we really enjoy doing what, what we're doing here and scaling and growing. So, I don't know, maybe we'll own 10,000 units here in a couple of years and start buying jets like Grant Cardone. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. It's, it's a fascinating thing just to, and to be able to, like for me personally, to, to teach my, my kids are, are young, oldest is 12, but to teach them that this is the way this happens. I mean, they've come down to our properties and we've bought them before. Actually, what, uh, Mr. Sophia was down with us at Bailey. It was destroyed. It was uninhabited. It looked like destroyed. She helped me like punch drywall and tear it. She's like, Oh my gosh, what is this? Then she was there when we finished it. Now it's a cash flowing property. And like, you know, they're like, oh, this is how this works, you know? But yeah, I mean, when I was 12 or when I was 25, no one would ever, I, no, there was nobody's fault. I didn't learn that. And no one ever taught me how this works and how the flow of the money works and how the deals work. It just didn't, didn't, wasn't there for me. So you're going to pass that along to your kids, huh? Help them understand 100%. entrepreneurship and, Man, even yeah. if even if my kids are doctors or lawyers or nurses or teachers, they're they're gonna own real estate, right? Uh, <laughs> on, on the side, so uh, much like you and much like me, you know, if you have your regular mm-hmm. day job and you kind of catch the bug, and then you're like, okay, I'm out, I'm done. So even if my kids think they want to be, um, you know, a technician of some kind, yeah. uh, doing a job, I hope they catch <laughs> the the real estate bug, own some properties with me. And then eventually leave that job, much like the three of us have done. Um, so, guys, tell me the about beauty is, yeah, tell me. the beauty of it is if you want to go and be a doctor or a painter or anything, real estate can give you the freedom to not have to trade your time for money and go do whatever you want. And you have income coming in. So go do whatever you want. That, I think people that have time and freedom on their hands can start doing big things instead of worrying about trading your time for money and always worried about yeah, that's having it. Yeah. Like you've had some health issues I have as well. When, if you can't work for a long period of time because of some health issue, that money goes away pretty quickly. I mean, that's, that alone is a big reason to have that passive income coming in in case something happens to you or your family. You, you don't have to worry about uh, not having to work. That's, right. that's really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, it's what it's all about, guys. I mean, passive cash flow and pursuit of basically personal freedom. You know, I was talking with Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank who spoke at one of my events. And we were talking in the green room before and after his uh, keynote. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, Kevin and I were just talking about personal freedom. He's like, that's really the definition of entrepreneurship. If you're pursuing yeah. personal freedom, uh, you know, the, the freedom to do what you want, um, you know, obviously the income and the wealth and the equity and all that stuff comes with it. If you're successful, a lot of businesses are not successful, but the definition of an entrepreneur, according to Kevin, was anybody who's pursuing personal freedom. And they're willing to risk not having the quote unquote guarantee of a job and regular recurring, you know, paycheck in order to be an entrepreneur. You are now an entrepreneur if you're pursuing personal freedom. That's really what it's about, right? To be able to go yeah, with yeah. your kids or go on a boat, take some time off, do what you want, but obviously comes with a ton of hard work too. Um, so guys, as we kind of round third here and head for home, um, Tell me a little bit about uh, some of the deals that you guys have done that have either worked out way better than expected or way worse than expected. What's maybe one of the craziest deals you guys have done in the past year? Uh, what challenges did you face and how did you you know, successfully exit that deal or make that deal work? One of the better deals, we, we bought a, we just, we're just about to refinance. We bought this property in Ohio City for $61,000, we put 40 grand into it. We owed our lenders 10%, so we're all into it for 115,000. It just appraised at 250,000. Um, we're gonna take 65%, uh, we're gonna put a 65% loan, we're gonna get 40 grand in cash, and we turn it into an Airbnb, and the thing is grossing like $4,700 a month, which is crazy, which is like three times what we get in rent. Wow. Um, we're like, that kind of, spurred us on to, to start doing more Airbnbs. Like this is ridiculous. That was our, that was our first experiment. That was, that was our first, first one, Airbnb. Right? So yeah. now we're like, Oh, let's turn everything we own into an Airbnb. We're not going to do that. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and some of the bad ones, we've just, nothing's been something that's not fixable. Maybe you go into a property and you start opening walls up and you, you have to spend more money on the rehab. I mean, real estate seems like almost anything can, be fixed over time, right? There's, there's been nothing that's just been like, just, Oh my God. Yeah, you just shift a little bit and go, I mean, one of our, I mean, most of the stuff that have, like you said, has been bad. has has been very just kind of simple, plain jam. And one of the first deals we did with you guys is, is one that was delayed. I mean, we thought we had big, big plans. We were going to turn this into this three unit building. Oh, let's get, let's get a couple drawings drawn up and go to the city. And that, that property would have been cash flowing a, a three to four months ago because we didn't, we thought it was easy to go to the city and get this thing changed. And it's delayed the project by forever. It's going to be an awesome property, but like, that's one of the biggest kind of like getting permits and stuff like that. Struggle things that we, we've had. I mean, it's not a, it's not an exciting story, but every time we see it, we're like, this place is going to be awesome. It should have been awesome back in April already, you know? Yeah. Right. Kind of. No, no, no. Like, earth shattering things have happened to a shot. Maybe they will. But again, like what we talked to one of my buddies was like, you can figure out almost any problem. We'll just go to like Tim or Steve and be like, Hey, what do you do here? And they're like, Oh, just do this. We're freaking out about it. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll go do that. And it's pretty simple. So nice. Having and good mentors is important. Yeah. And you know, speaking of mentors and uh, mentoring and kind of getting advice, um, last question for you guys before we wrap, which is if you, uh, think back at your younger former self. It could be a year ago when you guys got really going with your real estate business, or it could be 15, 20 years ago when you guys were maybe graduating from college and starting your adult life. What would be the number one piece of advice that you would give to our audience or give to your younger former self? I would have uh, 
gone and worked for someone in the real estate business immediately. And I would have started buying real estate from day one. That's, that's my biggest regret is I, is I didn't start this earlier. Um, I always read, I always, I've always read a lot of books. I've always been interested in real estate and things like that, but I didn't take action for a long time. I was so focused on trying to get onto the PGA tour. And then once I finally take action and you start finding the right people, it's like, why did I not do this sooner? That that's my biggest regret. And that's what I would have told myself to get, to get started sooner. Now what's that, that, uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? Uh, 30 years ago, when's the next best time right now? Yeah. I think that's probably the most applicable thing for me. Got it. Yeah. I mean, e- easy, easiest or easy. I'd be the same, same way. I mean, you, you get programmed into that, that here's how it go. And you know, I guess it just maybe even from previous generations, you got to get good grades, get the good job, do that. And then you, you plateau out. You can do great at your, your job. You're making, you're making good money. Even in a sales role, it can't keep scaling up like that. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't really exist um, in very many places versus, versus this. And I know this at age 25 and I had gone, even if I did every ounce of the work myself at age 25, find a way, borrow money from family, friends, do whatever you can and, and buy a place and fix it up in your spare time and rent it and then do that again. I mean, I did just even started out simple like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then obviously you would have, it would have just allowed you to keep springboarding and springboarding up, up, up a little bit versus, you know, us doing it now. I mean, you, you talk to a 24 year old even about it now and they're, they're probably scared and, you know, scared shitless because it's like, how would I even do that? How would I, how would I, how would I? And it's like, just go do it. What's the worst case that happens? You know what I mean? What's the worst thing? Right. Yeah. And like you said, many times during this interview, like being around other people who have already been there who are kind of at the place that you want to be or who are just five or six or seven steps ahead of you and, yeah. and being right there with them. I mean, I've, you know, I use the term R&D all the time, right? Not research and development, but rip off and duplicate. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, so, you know, I would say, and I, and I actually learned that. I heard that for the first time from the guy who originally founded the company, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And he literally said in an interview very similar to this interview that he never had an original idea, <laughs> that he literally built the business off of simply watching other people. Yeah. And he took the words like not reinventing the the wheel, literally, and he literally said, I'm going to take and rip off and duplicate and steal every great idea I can from every mastermind I can, from every coach and mentor I can, and I'm going to put that into this business. Um, and so he was just really transparent and upfront about R&D, and I just love that. I heard that years and years ago, and I think it's it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. So guys, well, listen, we, we really love and appreciate the partnership with you guys and funding all the transactions for you guys that we've done. We continue to look forward to that going forward. Yeah, you guys have been great partners. We really appreciate how you guys have helped us grow. And you guys have been, you know, like traditional banks, it feels like, ah, you're a bank, but you guys really feel like a business partner. And you guys really kind of help us uh, streamline things and uh, grow. So we appreciate your business as well. It's been a good partnership. 100%. Member of the team. So, hey, guys, before I let you run, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be hundreds, thousands of people who listen to this and really, really enjoy it. Um, our audience is growing and our community is getting bigger. Um, and if any of them want to reach out to you guys and touch base, invest with you, wholesale properties to you, just connect with you, become a private lender, or just learn more about your business. Uh, what's a good place that they can connect with you? Do you guys have phone number, email, website, Facebook page? What's a good place for them to connect? Yeah. So you can uh, contact me at, on Instagram, chris.walsh.cle. 
You can email me at cwal4181 at gmail.com. And our, our website's being built right now. So that should be done hopefully in the next uh, week or two. Um, you want to text me 440-829-7141. Don't call me. I won't answer. But if you text me, and you, you want to lend us some money. I'll give you a call back. All right. Uh, same for me, brian.j.laporte, L-A-P-O-R-T-E at Gmail, um, 440-665-9172. Um, he'll answer the phone. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, same deal. Text is the, is the best way. Instagram, brian.laporte96. And uh, shoot us something. We're always interested in talking to good people. If uh, if anyone's interested in, in uh, partnering up in some way, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't meet enough good people. Kind of is what we say. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you guys. You know, quadruple your portfolio over the next twelve months or so, and just be Absolutely. major players in the Cleveland market. And we're happy to be a part of it. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode of Accelerated Investor, leave us a rating, leave us a review, share it on social media, leave the comments and questions uh, right on the right on the page, acceleratedinvestorpodcast.com. Uh, write in iTunes. Let us know how we did. Let let us know what questions or comments you have for Brian and Chris. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Josh. You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities to start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed dreamed of. Apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.